0: Welcome to Photography Adventures podcast. You like photography? I do too. And this podcast is all about photography. No technical information here, but hey, there's no right or wrong, yes or no answers. It's all about what you feel. So pull up a chair, grab some coffee or your favorite drink, and let's chat about photography. Photography. Welcome to Photography Adventures. I'm Dawn D. Hester.
1: And I'm Renee L.
0: Ferguson. Today is episode 24, Photography Books and or Magazines of Interest. So how you doing today, Renee? I'm
1: doing pretty good. How about you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Well, everybody know March is Women's History Month. So happy Women's History Month to all the women out
1: there. Mm Mm-hmm. Same to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, a few months ago, I was with a meetup group, the Virginia Beltway Photography Meetup, and we had a discussions about photography books and magazines that we thought was interest to us and we shared with each other. So I thought this would be a great idea for us to do the same. So today we got our two or three books magazines, whatever that we thought found we thought found interesting to us and we want to share to you all just in case you were looking for something to read or learn study whatever floats your boat. So with that I'm going to let Renee start talking about her books and I'ma sit back and just listen.
1: Okay, so The first book, well, I've got three books. And the first one is called Fashion and Lifestyle Photography by Dixie Dixon. And then the next one is called Black, A Celebration of a Culture. And that's by Deborah Willis. And Unseen, and it's unpublished black history from the New York Times Photo Archives. And that's by um, Darcy Everley, Dana Kennedy. Damien Cave and Rachel Swarns and I, I had several books but I was at a limit of three so I, <laughs> I ain't got I all read a lot. <laughs> but I read a lot
0: but I can't a tell lot everything
1: uh, all the books
0: so See, okay, people, um, when it come to Renee you gotta put limit on it and you gotta be stressful because I know, I don't know much of it, but I know a lot about Like, Okay, three, Renee.
1: I love three. And we're going to get to more. But just let's get through this one. Yes, ma'am. We okay. One. Okay, I'm okay.
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Joking, okay. people. We're just joking.
1: I know. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to talk about is Black um, by Deborah Willis and what she did is she took it's a whole series of books I mean photos that she found in people's um, photo albums mm-hmm. and archives and things like that and what she did is she found photos from like the early 1900s to now oh wow and The whole book is in black and white. She would tell if the book, if the pictures were actually in color, Mm -hmm. and then she would change them. She would say that she changed them to black and white. She would pick a topic, say, for instance, it might have been Saturday night Mm and Sunday morning. So, Saturday night, what happened in the black culture on Saturday night? Oh, okay. So, you go, um, shopping you would go to or Saturdays um you could go shopping or you could go to um, your families to hang out picnics all that kind of stuff so she took what it looked like back in the day Mm -hmm. and then sometimes she would I guess what you would say juxtapositioned it on the other side what it would look like now Mm -hmm. so it showed the culture back and forth um what it looked like in the black church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Then she would she would um, go through everyday life, family life, celebrations, portraiture, all of that. She would take portraits that were like back in the early 1900s, and what that looked like with the the clothing style used to look like, and then she would take it to maybe the 1990s or or maybe even in the, in the 60s, even up to, you know, maybe in early 2000s, mm-hmm. and let you see what that looked like. Oh, okay. And it, she explained a lot of that in the very beginning, and then as you go through the book, it's just pictures. It's just black and white pictures from different holidays, whatever. It's just whatever she found that she placed in there to tell what the black culture looked like. Oh, okay. It's an interesting book. I mean, it's it's, I'd say it's about an inch thick or maybe more, but it's like a 12 by, uh, I'd say 12 by 18 book. So it's, it's a pretty good sized book, mm-hmm. but it just shows what the black culture was like from just after slavery till now. Mm-hmm. And it shows all those old pictures and new pictures, but it's it's nice, right? It's um, almost like going in. It's almost like
0: going into our old photo log album, right. photo, photo mm-hmm. album, and watching how we mm-hmm. grew up, and just every day was every day.
1: Yep, that's it's that's pretty much what it looked like. Yeah, and it's um, nice
0: that she. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's nice that she also mentioned that if it was a black color, she converted to black and white. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, to she, not let
0: you think that it was a black and white.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. Some of her, some of them are her photos, but a lot of them aren't. So she'll put whoever the the photographer was, or whether the group. There were some studios that she's. There was a um, a constant studio that she used, and that was in there a lot. A lot of their photos were in there. And then there was this one called Unseen. An unseen. Um, what that is is, they found an archive of photos that had never been published from the New York Times, and they had the stories to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Now there are several stories. There are um, pictures of right after Martin Mountain um, Malcolm X's house got bombed. And where they let somebody go in and actually take it like hours after it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of historical figures that are in there. But there was two stories that I mean, there's so many stories in there, but there's only two that I really want to talk about. One was Lena Horne. Mm-hmm. And in this particular story, you know, Lena Horn was a major singer. Right. Back in the day, right, and she had sold over a million and some copies for an LP, and she, she couldn't get a, a hotel. I mean, she 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 lived from hotel to hotel, but she wanted a place to call home. So she wanted to live in Upper Manhattan. Couldn't get a place because of the cover color of her skin. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry Belafonte found out that she couldn't find a place to live. So, and then sometimes even him, he had a problem finding a place to live. So, he sent one of his, I guess, his agent or something. His agent was Caucasian, so he sent them to get a place. He signed the lease under his own name, and he moved in within hours. Mm-hmm. Well, landlord came and said that there was a... Um, Back in the day, they called you Negro. So there was a Negro that, lived, that was living in that place. They told him to leave. He said, no, I don't have to leave because this is my home. I rented it. Well, he bought the whole building. Okay. So when he bought the building, there was a penthouse. Because he was so upset that Lena Horn couldn't find a place to live, he actually let her have the penthouse in that building and it told a story, she she had talked about it but she never told the backstory about where she found a house, well they showed a picture, when she first found the place to live they showed a different picture well in this book they showed a picture where um, what it looked like for her to sit in her own house then Mm-hmm. so they showed that picture but it had never been published there was another one and it was about this guy his name was Grady O. Cummings and he decided he was going to run for the Democratic nomination in the 1964 presidential election <laughs> he thought he was further along than he was but he wasn't um, as he was running he convinced the New York Times and I think it was New York Times and Amsterdam, the Amsterdam News, to run a story of his obituary. Said that he had a heart attack and died. Mm -hmm. So they ran it. Well, he didn't die. He faked his death. And they asked him why did you fake your death? And he said that he had, um, at the time, I guess he had made um, some enemies of the Black Panthers, so they were after him. And they were giving threats to his family. But he was like, nah. He said he didn't want to deal with that, so he decided to disappear. Mm -hmm. Well, later on, um, when they found out he actually wasn't dead, the New York Times... They always see, I guess it's their tradition to rerun an area or make a correction. Mm -hmm. And he died in like 1993 or something like that. And they ran a correction... After he, he died, they never put his obituary again a second time, but it was like 27 years later that they had actually run a correction <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on, on, on his fake death, so to speak. Right. <laughs> There's a lot more in this book, but they're comical stories in some of them, and some of them are really serious, but it's it they not only give you the picture, but they tell you the story behind the picture. So I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, The next book was Fashion and Lifestyle Photography by Dixie Dixon. Dixie Dixon is a Nikon ambassador. And I used her because she has a lot of, um, she gives in the book her day-by-day process on how she does her work,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. what gear she uses, um... Case studies of when she has photo shoots, what to look for, what not to look for, um, what to do, what not to do, that kind of thing. And and it's an encouraging book, but it gives you what it's her day to day is working in commercial photography, okay. fashion photography. She talked about um, how she how she started. And there's just a couple quotes that I want. So um, I wanted to, to talk about. And she had a passion for photography at an early age. And she had accepted. She was working for like um, the catalog. She was working with the catalog photographers for J.C. JCPenney's. Mm-hmm. And she had graduated from all of that. And once she graduated, I guess, from high school or I guess. Well, she just said she graduated, so I'm not sure if it was high school or if it was college. But anyway, um, she went to pursue. She wanted to pursue her passion, but she said fear setting mm-hmm. She had applied for a nine to five job. She got it, but she had a business mentor named Calvin King, and he. he the quote that he. She had put in the book was, don't put off your passion. Now is the time if you're going to, if you're going to go for it, what is there to lose? And then she said, um, she went on to say that for her, the road has been challenging and I've messed up more times than I can count, but I wouldn't change it for anything. The life, this life is for a living and you're And you're the only person that can go out and make your dreams happen. Explore all the things that you, your heart, explore all the things that make your heart sing. And then she said, this is what makes, this is how you make a life, not just a living. And then she says, she went on to say about, she went on to talk about people finding their styles. Shoot, continue to shoot, she said, and um, Because of how you grew up, because of how the culture of your home is, because of how you are as a person, you'll find that style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she talked about, you know, where she finds inspiration and how she can, you know, take things like we're doing right now. Read books, look at books, look at Other photographers work. Don't copy them, per se, but see what you like and then work on what you are and what you do. And that's my three books. Okay, good, good. (laughs) So what's yours?
0: Mine is quick and simple. Uh, First of all, there's no particular order. It's just the way I wrote it down. But Mm -hmm. my first one is um, Jay Mazel from New York. And mm-hmm. he wrote a book, Light, Light, Gesture, and Color. And I think this book was written in 2015. Jay is about 90 years old now, probably. And he's a New York photographer. And most of his work was uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. But he still enjoys going out, doing lands not landscapes, I'm sorry, but street photography in New York. But he's not like, he's more like sitting there and waiting for something to happen. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, you know, bad light, noon. He said there's no such thing as bad light. Bad light is noon, there's dramatic shadows. And gesture and color is like the color is whatever you see or whatever's there for you, you take it. And then gesture is not like movement is maybe how somebody's holding a teacup or something like that. So in his book, is just so many different images at high noon and how the colors hit with somebody. He said, I'll just sit here and wait. and somebody come by, I'll take it. If not, I'll just sit here, drink my coffee, and keep on going. But he shows a lot of colors, you know, just how vibrant they are, just texture, you know, just an orange wall or something like that. So I always enjoy that because I kind of like do that, I go out. <laughs> and he always says he, he always go back to the same place over and over and over because it's always mm-hmm. going to be different and i always go back to the same place over and over because it's always something different and um, to me it's like what i got out of that book is like he think he says don't overthink it because you'll miss it mm-hmm. so just relax enjoy it if it's there it's there there's always mm-hmm. tomorrow or, like he said, just keep on drinking his coffee and going about his business. <laughs> but it just, the, I never had a chance to see him when he came to our conference or anything like that. But I always enjoyed his books because it just the outdoors, you know, the available light that he does and what he takes with the available light and make it work. And then my second one is a magazine uh, photo book. It's called Photo Life Your Guide to Everything Photo. This is a Canadian magazine. Every now and then, I like to go to Barnes & Noble's and pick up some magazines if you can find them on photography. You know, they're very rare anymore. But I got this early 2020, and I kept this one. um, This one, I keep going back because I enjoy the stories, and I enjoy how they take the photographs and make sure they work with the stories. So I'll go back and I'll browse through the stories by keep on looking at the photographs, how they shot it, the composition, you know, whether it was good light or bad light and just how they do it. And like I said, I just keep this is the only magazine I keep keep going over and over because I, I like the stories and I liked how they did their photography. So that's one of my joy. And then my last one is Alicia Cunningham out of Maryland. I met Alicia. I mean, Alicia, Alicia Cunningham. I met Alicia maybe about four or five years ago. I can't remember what the event was, but she has a book. I am more than my hair. My outward appearance does not define me. And this book is about women who had alopecia or cancer. And she went out and she researched these women and they talk about, you know, how it is, you know, when you lose your hair, that's, that that mess you up. You know, you got to get through it. And then, They talk about how once they got through it, it it don't define who they are. They Mm -hmm. are who they are. So she talked to each one of them. And then a lot of people who their best friend died of cancer or anything, they talked about their best friend and what they did. So it's a a beautiful book. And she done some video. And what I like about it, I've been following her blog. And she tells you about whether she got this grant or whether somebody told her no. So she tells you every step that she's been through to get her book going. And then also she was getting into doing videos and how the door was slammed in her face. But if you go to her blog, she tells everything. She don't hold nothing back, whether somebody accepted her work or they didn't accept her project. But now in 2020... Her little video, and I say video, her little video, but her video won Best Documentary Short at Through Women's Eyes International Film Festival 2020 in Florida. Awesome. Yes. And then yesterday, I got this card yesterday from her. And at Sandy Spring Museum in Sandy Spring, Maryland, it's outside of Gaithersburg, I think, she got an exhibit, I Am More Than My Hair, March 19th through September the 5th I oh, just I just got awesome. this yesterday I'm like cool I said I, I gotta let everybody know but And I'll drop all that information in in our podcast and also she put we on have here, to go
1: see
0: that yeah um Anthony Gaskins is having a exhibit March 19th through the, May 28th on handcraft hats so she also dropped that information in her card. And according to her card, the museum is open on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. And they say reservations are encouraged, I guess, because of the pandemic. But yet I got this card the other day. I'm like, well, that fell right into place. But just nice to know, like I said, I've known her for a good five years and seeing what she does. And I love her blog because she just tells you. I got rejected for this or I got accepted for this or I'm raising money for this and I've donated for all the time, you know, or donate for this or donate for that and nothing stopping her. She just she just keep grinding. So I think a lot of people who got these projects and need help, you know, it'd just be good Mm -hmm. just to follow her blog and just see what she went through and see how she handled it and just keep on. You know, roll up her sleeves and keep going. Okay, so what were the dates again? The dates are March nineteenth through September the 5th. And it's gonna be held at the Sandy Spring Museum in Sandy Spring, Maryland. And also, another reminder that she added, there's an exhibit by Anthony Gaskins on handcrafted hats, handcrafted hats on March 19th through May 28th. So, oh, that might okay. be interesting,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll have to go see that.
0: Yeah. And, Sounds um, like
1: another adventure.
0: I think so. And, you know, she also said the reservations are encouraged. So, like you said, the pandemic and everything. Who knows right. by then how much Merlin and the surroundings, you know, DMV area that um, a lot of the you know, restrictions going to be lifted. Mm-hmm. And again, see it's open on Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 pm, Friday, 10 a, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I'll put all that information at the bottom of our podcast as well.
1: Okay. That sounds pretty cool. I think so. I think so.
0: I think we may be done for today unless you have some other words of wisdom about your books.
1: So if you'd like to check out the books that I mentioned, the one is called Black, A Celebration of a Culture, and it's by Deborah Willis. The other one is Fashion and Lifestyle Photography, and that's by Dixie Dixon. And the other one is called Unseen unpublished black history from the new york times photo archives and there's a there's like four authors for that and that's pretty much what they are they're interesting
0: yeah very interesting i, I might have to check those out as well and mine was j mazell light jester and color and it was a photographer magazine Photo Life, Your Guide to Everything Photo. It's a Canadian magazine. And Alicia Cunningham, I am more than my hair. My outward appearance does not define me. I think we all got some great books here.
1: I think so too.
0: Anybody who enjoy history, any type of photography, they could get a lot out of any of these books. So, you know, anybody out there, if you have any great books, magazines, or anything you want to share with us, you know, just Check us out on Photography Adventures podcast. We got a new podcast out. Check that out. And um, I think we're probably done for today. So until next
1: time. Y'all come back now.
0: Thank you for listening in to Photography Adventures. You can follow on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. Until next time, peace.